Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, Central Iowa's finest, the man himself, our resident Iowa State insider, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sport, my brother. Nick, we are here under extremely exciting circumstances, and that is our beloved Chicago Bears are just underway with training camp. How you doing tonight, my man? You know, I'm doing very well, bro. It's been a little bit too long. Great time of the year. Maybe the best time of the year coming up here for several reasons. And I'm pumped. I see your home studio looks a little bit different. I'm excited to be back kicking it with you. Nick, the anticipation of NFL season is arguably the best feeling that one can experience as we are just over a month away from NFL kickoff, which is crazy to think about. We're, you know, just days away from August, and the Bears will be hosting the Green Bay Packers on September 10th uh, to kick off the NFL season. So just over 40 days from Justin Fields earning his first victory over the arch-rival Green Bay Packers. And I could not be more excited. So, folks, strap in for the first of many podcasts this NFL season, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we go along here. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, juice up. All right, Nick. As I alluded to, our Chicago Bears are back practicing at Hallis Hall in preparation for this 2023 season, and it is truly a highly anticipated year for our Bears as the defense is reloaded with signings of TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds at the linebacking positions. And... More importantly, the offense is absolutely stacked at the pass-catching positions. We talk about the newly acquired DJ Moore, one of the better wide receivers in the game of football right now, a healthy Darnell Mooney, hopefully a productive season from Chase Claypool as he kind of entered the mix in a frenzy last year. And my man, number 85, the newly extended for four more seasons, Cole Komet, coming off of his best year in the NFL with seven touchdowns, cementing his connection with Justin Fields this past year. I am fired up, and I am feeling optimistic about this season. So I want to get your take on what you've been hearing so far from camp just a couple days in and what you're most excited about as we are literally in the 40 mark in terms of days away from this season you know i love it man i i love my job so much but you know one thing is with covering football obviously it's hard to pay as much attention in some of the prep stuff with our Bears. Luckily, I have had a lot of time 
not a lot of time. I've made the time to do it this week. Obviously, the start of training camp, you know, is one of our favorite things, one of our best traditions we've had, one that will be coming up again, likely next year. So that'll be great. You know, I think that where we have to start is your man, like you said, but player we both love, and that's Cole Komet. You know, obviously, we we also talk a lot of NBA, so these contracts are a little different from what we see in the NBA, but still, Komet's getting a really, really, really nice payday, and I think some of what he showed last year, you hit on the touchdowns, but for me, it's more so the consistency. He's obviously gotten huge since coming in from your Notre Dame team, and, you know, I think that, honestly, my partner here, I think it's just an incredible array of weapons, like you mentioned. And we know that we can expect fields for a while. We can expect, obviously, just drafted a rookie running back. DJ Moore's contract, now Cole Komet. Mooney, there's some buzz about an extension. I just think there's so much excitement. I still like the defense and some of these new options to be maybe the core or the backbone. But it feels like this is our most loaded team, potentially, offensively. You're nodding. I'm not sure where you know I'm going with this. Maybe since the Jay Forte, Marshall-type days. I'm not saying this offense is going to be that good. I don't think it will be that level good yet. But there are a lot of weapons. They're young. And I think it's going to be a fun fall in 2023. Nick, I absolutely love how you compare this team to the likes of a Jay Cutler under center and, you know, all pro wide receiver, Brandon Marshall. But I will say, as we look at this team right now, they don't exactly have the resume that a Brandon Marshall on one side and an Alshon Jeffrey on another had in those days. But DJ Moore is ascending as one of the premier targets in this league. And we've seen a tremendous amount of production out of Darnell Mooney. He may not be a household name across the nation, but he has been Field's favorite target since they came into the league. I know Mooney is a year ahead of Field, but when Andy Dalton was named the starter a couple years ago, Fields and Mooney were working together as kind of those backups, if you will. And that was a huge reason why we saw Allen Robinson drop tremendously in his production because he and Fields did not have that connection the way Fields and Mooney did because they got so many more reps together. So I definitely love you mentioning uh, the Bears of old. But I actually thought about this earlier in the week about my excitement level. And I can truly say I have not been this optimistic or excited about a Bears season since the 2018 Bears and what they were able to accomplish. Making the playoffs were a missed field goal away from a path to a Super Bowl, as crazy as that sounds. That defense was obviously far better and as stout as they come. I think it is in reverse this year where our defensive side of the ball may be 
the weaker end, and we will be extremely high-powered on the offensive side of the ball. We've mentioned the weapons at nauseum, but not in a negative way by any means. You talk about Cole Komet. You look at these numbers, folks. You really have to break it down, okay? I actually took a look at his statistics. Last year, he had 10 less receptions than he did in 2021, but seven more touchdowns than he did the year prior because he had a big zero burger in the end zone in 2021. So he had 60 catches a year prior, but zero trips to the end zone. So he was used clearly in scoring position with Justin Fields at the helm and became one of Fields' favorite targets down toward the end of the season. I mean, he had games where he had multiple touchdowns and was swinging that home run bat as a celebration. So his catches and yards were down last year, but that just shows how important and impactful his catches ended up being because there were so many scoring plays. So I will say this. He got that new money uh, and has secured himself for the long haul with these Bears. I am anticipating close to 70 catches and upwards of 700 receiving yards from Cole Komet. And that is even with a loaded receiving core, like we mentioned. How many catches did he have last year? He only had 50 catches. See, I don't think that's going to be – I could be wrong, bro. You're higher on this guy, but we both love his game. I think it will still be around that – I guess they play 17 games now, but still around that 50 to 55 range, I'm going to say, because not only are there still so many weapons, including a top – I think we said 15 or so wide out in DJ Moore. I think that's fair. 14 to 16, but we also know that they're going to want to run the ball. And they lost one of our absolute favorite players in the league, which was unfortunate. Cyclones legend, David Montgomery. Cyclones great. However, and this is one of the things I have written down. You asked about kind of my excitement. Our rookie running back. From Texas, Johnson, who I got the chance to see play live in Austin last year against the Cyclones. I'm excited about him, man. We know what we've got with Juice Herbert a little bit. And obviously, though, I think we both want to see Fields having to run less. We still have the best running quarterback in football. Certainly the guy with the highest ceiling to that end. And I'm like a huge fan of some of the other you know, top mobile guys like Lamar Jackson. I know you love Josh Allen as well, but that's kind of where I'm at. So I think 50 to 55 is going to be the sweet spot. You hope it'll be maybe around there for Mooney, I think, maybe a little higher, certainly higher for DJ Moore. It seems like the chemistry is being established. And my favorite thing is it seems like Justin has full control, full command, of the offense and this team right now here in year three. 
Nick, I love how you put the debate to bed right then and there in terms of who is the best running quarterback in this league. The numbers are there to back it up. He had over 1,000 rushing yards as a QB this past season. He broke the single-game rushing record for a quarterback over 178 yards. That's unfathomable. And he had opportunities to cross 200 yards, but the Bears wanted to be conservative and close down those games. So, yes, I very much would prefer to see his numbers cut in half rushing-wise because that means we're passing the ball more, completing the ball more, and taking more trips to the red zone, hopefully turning those into points. But you cannot disregard the dynamic nature of Fields' game on the ground. I want him to run the ball when it's not in a panic mode like we saw last year, relying on his feet. If he can run in a designed manner or scramble to evade the outside edge, that's fine. But we do not want to see him trailing back 10 to 15 yards in the backfield, truly what he did last year, and evading defenders that way and making something out of nothing. Those are highlight real plays. They are truly the most exciting thing we saw in the 2022 season, but he needs to be protected more. And that is the most important thing with this offense is if fields can be protected, that ball is going to come out of his hands quicker and get us down the football field. It sounds simple, but we do not have a good track record in terms of protecting quarterbacks and keeping those sacks and hits down. So I will say right now, Nick, you mentioned David Montgomery now playing for a division rival in the Detroit Lions. It hurts. And I still have a bad taste in my mouth with the Bears not paying, you know, around $4 million a year to keep David Montgomery around. But I have a great deal of respect for Juice Herbert's game. I think he can be an RB1, but I think that was a boneheaded move by Ryan Poles to not re-up David Montgomery. He's a workhorse. He was able to keep that Bears offense chugging along when there were minimal positives for a handful of years there. So I will say this, Nick. I think we're burying the lead a little bit. When we talk about this offense, all eyes are on two players right now, and it's Justin Fields and DJ Moore. You're starting to hear things. I know it's only a couple practices in that their chemistry is at a high level, and we know they work together in the offseason down in Miami. But that is the dynamic duo that everyone's going to be a paying attention to from September all the way to January and hopefully into the playoffs. I have extremely high expectations for that tandem. If DJ Moore is not catching, you know, around 90 passes and upwards of 1,000 yards, 
I think we're misusing him. As crazy as that sounds, that's a heck of a lot of production. But this is a passing league now, and it's time to take over the North. Yeah, again, that would be that'd be awesome. I, I do expect a thousand yards. I think even even around that eighty range. I mean, that's about five catching five balls a game, especially because he does have some speed and can be a deep threat. You know, obviously Mooney can very much do that too. But it'll be interesting. It really will. He's shown that ability already a little bit. I've seen on a couple highlight plays. And, you know, I, I also think that we're kind of forgetting, not so much forgetting, but not focusing on, I really like a few aspects of this defense, too. I think one of our favorite players of this era in Eddie Jackson is going to have another really good year. There are obviously some nice young pieces in that secondary. Love the addition of TJ Edwards. I went to school with him, obviously, from Illinois, Wisconsin Badger, great. But I'm not sure anybody would have thought he'd be this good. So productive with the Philadelphia Eagles. Edmonds should be good. Our pass rush obviously has to be much better. And we'll see if they do get a late addition here of a couple veteran free agents potentially that have been buzzing around. But, you know, I was looking at the schedule recently. I'm obviously a bit more of an optimist, but with the Bears, you tend to be a little bit more. And I've been telling people, I think if we see – this is not – I'll go on record here, and I'd love to be wrong. It doesn't happen often, but I'd love to be wrong. This is not a 10-win team to me. I think if they slot between seven and nine wins around that type of final wild card – it's a successful season. Now, this division is as wide open as it's potentially been in 13 years. 10 to 13 years, really, when the Bears were still getting to NFC championship games. So I'm not going to rule it out. I would be surprised. But I'm just excited. I'm excited because we had our full rebuilding year. We've had our high draft picks. We had the number one pick before trading it. And now it's time to see some progress because – Frankly, and you know, you will not meet many bigger fans of Justin Fields. If we don't see that type of progress this year, not just from him, from the team, you got to start to look at, is something going on with Fields? Not likely. Do we have put enough around him? I think so. Is Matt Eberflus the guy? We'll see. But this is a big year, not just in terms of record, but development, and I'm pumped to be watching it. Nick, I think you saw my eyes light up when you started talking about the defensive side of the ball. And as our listeners know, when I was playing, defense was my strong suit, and it continues to be my favorite thing to watch in an NFL game. I know we love the action and the excitement of offensive plays and playmakers at the wideout position. I mean, we've spent a great deal of time talking about DJ Moore, close personal friend of mine. And <laughs> I will say this, folks, defense is everything for me. And Matt Eberflus is a defensive-minded head coach, as we know. You mentioned TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds. We have 
an extremely productive linebacker, also from Wisconsin, returning Jack Sanborn. And we're hoping he's healthy to start the season. And Eddie Jackson, he has been a leader on this team for a number of years now. He proved himself this past season as someone that should continue to be a leader on this team for years to come, as he'd had a couple uh, down years, you know, somewhat dealing with injury, things like that. But he is back on top. He actually called his shot saying, this is going to be my best year yet. Mark my words. And I love that confidence. You have to have that type of mentality, especially in a brutal division like the NFC North. So the pass rush is my greatest concern with this defense. You see some names floating around Justin Houston, Yannick Ngakwe. I'm hoping there is a move made. In the next week or so, will that automatically change uh, the trajectory of our defensive line? Absolutely not. But a piece being added to that group would be extremely beneficial. And as far as my prediction for this season, I know it could easily change when we are previewing Bears Packers in week one, Nick. But... Of course, a successful season is honestly winning more than three games, as crazy as that sounds. But if I'm being critical, and I always will be with this team because we've suffered through so many abysmal seasons, it's time to ascend. We have put the pieces around Justin Fields. It's clear as day. What more could you want? Devontae Adams? I mean, good Lord, we have... Just about everyone you could want on the offensive side of the football. I think it was a misstep letting David Montgomery walk, and that could hurt our run game tremendously. So if our run game is lacking, you know exactly why. But the weapons are there offensively. There are some dogs on that defensive side of the ball. The Bears very well could be and should be competing for a wild card spot this year. If they're not, it is a disappointing season because the pieces are there and Justin Fields has to take a major step forward in the passing game for this team to be successful down the stretch. The division is wide open. I don't expect us to win it, but there's zero reason why they can't be in second place in the North. How about this? Who do you expect to win the division? Truly. If if you had to pick another team, and it's not a slight to the Bears. Nick, I don't see any signs of slowing down with the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Lions are being extremely, and I say extremely, overhyped. I loved seeing their fight toward the end of the season and keeping the Packers out of the playoffs last year. I was rooting heavily for them in terms of keeping the Packers out, but it is another division rival. I do not expect that Lions team to be any better than they were this past year. And there's nothing wrong with that. They've been a bottom feeder our entire lives, and they have taken a step in the right direction. But I will say this, as great as Dave Montgomery is, 
The Lions will hurt without Jamal Williams in that backfield. He led the league in rushing touchdowns this past season. Dave Montgomery is not going to do that. And I know the Lions drafted a running back while also signing Dave Montgomery. I think it's a logjam in a bad way at the running back position. Jared Goff is not going to play as well as he did last year. They have the gambling suspensions. I think it's actually a mess in Detroit. As much as the media likes to talk about them, I think they're going to be third or fourth in this division, you know, between them and the Packers. And the Vikings have not missed a beat. Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback in this league, whether you think he's corny or not. He's got the best wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, and he's going to get him the rock. I think I'm with you. Now, I, I should say I was with you with those early major points. I don't think the Lions are getting vastly overrated, especially especially because the Vikings will have, have to play that first-place schedule, as we know, uh, because they did have a really good year last year. They did lose some pieces, too. Caught a lot of veterans, let some guys go. Really, some of their best players they've ever had. But I just – I don't fully trust the Lions. I think Kirk Cousins is good. Jefferson, this word is thrown around too much, but he's legitimately unguardable in man, sometimes even with a safety over the top. So I agree. I think Bears probably end up in that two or three spot. And the Packers, man, I, I could see four teams all with – like between seven and ten wins. I really could because – I think we've seen the Packers actually bad like one year. I don't think they're going to be that terrible. But I think it's going to be a fun division, one of the closest ones, similar to like an AFC North or AFC West. And it just makes for great football. I think all we can ask for, bro, after these last six seasons, six or seven seasons, meaningful football in December. Nick, that's truly all we aspire to watch any given season have a bears team in contention for the playoffs down the stretch whether they make it there or not three wins is unacceptable for the best fan base in football it's truly disheartening to watch those type of seasons and be in so many games and end up with three wins on the record it's sickening and it's time to move forward and for our listeners that are Packers fans, of which there are many, I am not disrespecting the Packers right off the bat. They're simply an unknown. We do not know anything about Jordan Love and his ability to play at the next level. He's been in a couple games in his career, and he's been in the league for a handful of years now. So he's an unknown. And the Packers had an atrocious year last year with Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So it's not that crazy to say that the Packers will have a down year this year with a new quarterback stepping into the fold and so many question marks around that team. So don't get all concerned here, folks. It's going to be a tight division like you mentioned, Nick. And I could not be more fired up for football to be just around the corner. So, Nick, thank you so much for joining me. I am over the moon to be back in action with you, and we'll be rolling all the way through the NFL season.
Absolutely. It's truly, it's one of the most exciting times of the year. And it's great to have a lot of fun, intrigue, and talent to talk about with our Chicago Bears. Couldn't have said it better myself, Nick. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. And as always, juice up. Bear down forever.